A very warm welcome to this, episode 11 of Fabulous Flowers Podcast, brought to you from none other than myself, Lucy Nolan, and Paulie Hawkins. Hello there, Paulie. Good morning, Lucy, and how are you today on this lovely sunny day? Oh, I'm very, very fine, thank you. Tickety-boo, I'd say, in fact. Ooh, that's good. I'm feeling actually a little bit ancien this morning. Um... Having had a little chit chat with you, listening to lovely Ken Bruce and the kids from Fameron, and that was 38 years ago, just saying. So I'm feeling a bit kind of ancient. How are you faring? Well, as obviously I was clearly a toddler when that came out, um, <laughs> I'm absolutely fine, thank you very much. But my leg warmers are still intact, so I do have some leg warmers I can pop on for a little bit of fame activities later, perhaps. And you know that routine? High fidelity, high. That was the one, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Yes, Mr. Shirovsky. Anyway, moving on, moving on. And another lovely flowery episode. I can't believe it. I know, I know. Um, very much looking forward to it today, Paulie. Very much looking forward to our chosen uh, bloom. And uh, this is a little summer favourite of mine, this one, isn't it? Yes, yes. For this episode, I'm going to give you the wonderful, wonderful, bright but brief, but dis- deliciously delicious. Sweet pea. Mm, how wonderful. I absolutely love a sweet pea. Who doesn't, actually? Dainty, fragrant, wistful, aren't they, really? So, so delicate. And they do just go on and on in the garden. Um, my mother used to have them growing up the side of the tennis court netting um, in Sussex. And she just used to very much kind of, oh, I'm just going to pop those in, darling. Let them do their thing. And all her mm. friends used to come down and say, Wendy, how, how on earth do you manage to get those sweet peas so rampant? And, oh, I don't know, darling, just um, pick them in the evenings when I'm um, having a little glass of rosé as I'm wandering around the garden. And they kept going until the autumn. So a real summer stalwart, aren't they, Paulie, really? Many yeah. things to glean from that, Lucy, but the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's all I'm saying. Well, the rosé apple doesn't fall far <laughs> from the tree. <laughs> exactly. Very good one. Very good one. But the, um, the lathyrus odorata to you if you don't mind me saying. Just delicious. Nothing says summer like sweet peas. They're beautiful and flouncy and, like you, uh, Lucy, devastatingly feminine. They are so, so delicious to smell, that heavenly scent, and always, always popular with bride. So, I mean, you know, they just sort of say English summer prettiness, don't they? They're just amazing. And everyone always says, Mm. oh, I love sweet peas. But, you know, they do have their... They do come with a little, you know, warning label, but they do come in so many beautiful colours. A, a myriad, I'm going to say, a myriad. They're beautiful, crisp white, a lovely kind of rich coral, deep reds mm. and vi- punchy violets. The violet ones are really super. And a really good blue. Don't get many blue flowers. Mm. Um, and, of course, all those wonderful pastel shades, the mix, which, which is your favourite, Lucy? Well, actually, now you mention the violet, the purple ones, I always... I love those because in my mind, I always think they smell a little bit stronger than the paler ones. It might just be a complete mm. myth, but I always find that the petunias, purple petunias and also purple sweet peas seem to me to smell stronger, a slightly stronger scent. Ooh. Yes, I mean, you get that with freesias as well. But I mean, mm. for, for freesias, the white ones are more peppery, but I'm slightly going off subject there. Mm. But I mean, for me, that my favourite ones are the ones called the picotty one. Mm. Picotee. Um, and they had they had the very wavy edges, like a sort of lovely flouncy dress. Um, and they have a contrasting colour with them. So um, I mean, they're almost too gorgeous to look yeah, at. Yes, gorgeous. Yeah. But um, you know, 
I love buying them from the flower market and they come in these wonderful boxes, with lots of tissue paper. And, you know, you take the lid off and you're absolutely knocked for six by the beautiful, you know, the, the nectar. I mean, it really is a nectar. Mm. But um, if I'm using them for a job, they, you know, mm. they can be a bit of a headache. Um, you know, when something's too good yes. to be true, it sometimes is. Um, they're, you know, they, you need mm. to buy them the day you're going to use them, really. Because they're so fragile, yeah. Gosh, that's that's quite hard, then, isn't it? That's yeah, tricky. I mean, they're fragile yet beautiful, and, and they just hate to be too warm and humid. I mean, I remember doing a big marquee wedding down in where was it? It was down in, I think it was uh, no, it's up up in Suffolk. My geography, um, and the wedding was about to happen. All the tables were there. The beautiful flowers were in place. All the sweet peas were amongst a plethora of other flowers in the table centers and as i walked in just to it all mm. they were all just doing a rude gesture to me and wilting so i oh, no. i know and the bride of course loved her sweet peas how many tables how many tables and how many table centers then um 25 so big big ones <gasps> goodness me each table had candelabras in the middle it was kind of a big number and of mm. course the bride loved her sweet peas so what i did i jumped in my van hurtled yeah. to london and wonderful, wonderful Dennis Edwards, who has been amazing throughout the years, just managed to do his floral wizardry and gave me a few more boxes, zoomed back to Suffolk, popped them in, and they were fine. So they are a bit moody, but they're bright, as I said, bright, but brief. Um, but if you if you grow them, you know, it's just lovely to keep picking them, as you know, your lovely, lovely Ma Wendy used to do, um, and whop them up a wigwam mm. or some obelisk structure or bamboo rustic twigs in the garden and keep picking them they'll just go forever you know um yeah. but my favorite one is a kind of a purple pale purple one called charlie's angels um because i just like their hair oh lovely <laughs> yes i remember those days farrah fawcett farrah fawcett i always used to ask for a farrah fawcett blow dry Did still do actually right. nothing wrong with that flicky and kicky yeah three girls from police academy still love <laughs> yeah, flicky and kicky, nothing wrong with the fire faucet. I just always figure, a bit like all these things, flares, shoulder pads, the fire faucet will always come back at some point, and I'm ready. Me too. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a big fire faucet blow dry, you know. But anyway, but I mean, the, people always say to me, how can I make them last longer? And, you know, they're not a long-lasting flower. That's the reality, Lucy Lou. Um, but, you know, they they last for about five days in the vase if you cut them properly and do the conditioning techniques which i'll allude to a bit later but it's worth following mm. a few tips and um you know try try all different ways but i mean there's there's there, there's a wrong way and a right way you've just when you pick them try and cut the sweet pea flower that's just opened don't, don't pick them in the heat of the day um and pick the ones that are just beginning to open rather than the the blown sort of old ones mm. and the best time of the day to cut them would be early in the morning before the sun and the wind have a chance to dry them out or, or late evening when it's not so hot rose time. rose time that would have been i don't know what you mean there lucy oh yeah rose time what's that i don't know any time after <laughs> six six or possibly five if it's a very long day hmm? <laughs> picking them at rose time that's good yes but do take um a bucket of water with you um, this is a very good tip because as you cut them, place the stems in the bucket as soon as you cut them. And then they're not having that sort of shock from being cut and um, or, or and take them straight inside 
-hmm. right away for conditioning. Mm -hmm. um, and conditioning, that is the floral phrase for eating them and making them right, ready for, for arranging. So mm -hmm. cut the sweet peas um, as soon as they go into the water and then recut the stems to one or two inches above the original cut whilst holding them underwater Ooh. to prevent air bubbles. I mean, it sounds quite religious, but That's um, amazing. That's and that can block the flow of the water. I know. Amazing. It is amazing. There are, I mean, crack on, darling. That's an amazing tip. I, I would have never have thought to do that. But now you explain that, I can understand that. So you cut them actually holding the stems under the water so that it's an uninterrupted flow of liquid, I suppose. Yes, I know, because they're, they're delicate little things. Mm. Um, and, and then you know, keep, them, keep them in very, very deep, deep water up to the neck overnight. Mm -hmm. And when you're ready to arrange the waters in the vase the next day, remove any leaves always. Otherwise, you know, they'll be under the water and nasty, yeah. um, making a nasty soup, as I always call it. Yeah. Um, and they'll just, you know, if, if you're in the mood for a bit of floral preservative, you know, that little sachet of it looks like self-raising oh, yes. flour. Um, and yes. pop a bit of that in. That can help. Um, that stops mm -hmm. the bacteria growing. But, um, okay. you know, I think it's always good to have a little vase. Of, you can buy it in vase form or, 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 or powder a form. A bottle, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that, that'll help. Um, and it's available online, garden centres or ask your friendly florist. But, um, mm -hmm. but you can get the same results from changing the water in the vase once or twice a day if you're feeling very keen. But don't use sugar in the water as the flowers are no longer growing, so they don't require it. OK. But um, keep your jug of sweet peas out of direct sunlight and away from draught and occasional misting with a bit of a tss, um, you know, and, and I think oh, a spritz, a bit of a spritz. Yes, a bit of dewy spritz, darling. Not too much because they don't want to get sweaty and clammy. Hmm. Um, but arranging them, I think I love a little kind of a little arrangement, a little kind of vignette or a satellite selection of little vases and pop them in and let them be delicate and pretty and oh. dance away. I mean, because that's what they are. They're like little yes. ballet dancers, aren't they? That's lovely. That's fantastic. Yeah, I like the idea, actually, of using the bud vases or the little vases because you could have lots of different heights and, and, and sizes as long as you support their heads, I suppose, bless them. And then arrange your own little sweet pea garden yes. inside using lots of different vessels, Pauline. I love that, Lucy. Mm. I love that. Yes, I grow sweet peas, actually. I have some in pots in my garden. And um, I've got some older tree branches that the, the, the kids cut off at various points to help me do a bit of pruning. So I've kept those and stripped them. And I've just made a kind of a woolly old, slightly rustic, I have to say, looking wigwam. Um, but they do grow. And I know that sweet peas can grow up to about two meters in height. And I place my lovely sweet pea rustic pots uh, near where we sit in the garden. So in the evenings, especially when it's kind of warm weather and you get that beautiful scent that's released into the garden, I'd say it's a lovely place to sit. Mm, absolutely lovely. That's a really good idea to have them near where you're sitting because then you can enjoy the yeah, fragrance. Exactly. The and, and also when you do pick them, as you have talked about the conditioning and everything, which I shall now do with the stems under the water, just a few of them inside. I'm quite tight with how, how many I take inside because I do love them actually out there growing and sitting near them. But just to pick a few and pop them in a jam jar and even a few make the room smell absolutely heavenly, don't they? Really do. I have to say, you know, they're, they're the gift that keeps on giving. And they're like those lettuces that you cut and they carry on growing. I mean, the more you cut sweet peas, the better. But um, oh, yes. I've been loving waxing lyrical about sweet 
Lucy, but I think um, we need to move on to other things. Yes, no, you're right. Absolutely. How marvellous. <laughs> I do now feel very up to date on my sweet peas. Um, so moving on for our floriography fun facts, we are going to share all interesting messages, references, stories from this little selected beauty. And that is ranunculus. I have to be honest, I can't say the Latin word. I've been trying to pronounce it and practice it, and now it's just gone. Help me. What is it? How do I pronounce it in Latin? <laughs> Gosh, uh, it is ranunculaceae, or ranunculaceae. I don't know. Everybody can look that up. Um, that's the genus. Latin Ellen. homework. Latin homework for everyone. <laughs> Ranunculus. That. Google. I'm sorry there. I've just let myself down there on the horticultural front, but I am a florist, not a horticulturalist. Just want to add that. Um, but you know they are the most delicious flower, a ranunculus. You know there 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 are over five hundred species of these little deers, and um, they're 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 kind of known as spearworts, water crowfoots, and and actually I remember of the uh, the buttercup, sometimes known as heart flower. Um, so they're they're very bright and gorgeous and lovely and delicious, and they almost look too perfect to be real. And brides always say to me. Ooh, what are those when they're looking at portfolio? What's that? What's that? And it's like a, they're like mm. a mini mm. tighter peony, aren't they? Like, you know, that kind of thing. Yes, yes. And they're rose-like blossoms. But quite delicate. Yes, yes, yes. They're so pretty. Um, And they've got these lovely sort of blossoms, which layer upon layer of tissue-thin petals and in so many different colours. Mm. Um, But, and you get these really extra big Italian ones, which are beefy and enormous. Mm. I mean, they cost, cost an arm and a leg. But um, yes, but they actually grow from what's called a corm, which is like which is basically a tuber or a bulb, and they go from that. Okay. Um, and you know they're happy to come back every year because they are perennial. Um, but I think you should just try growing them yourself because they're fab in containers, and you know they're a, they're a sturdy thing. So um, give it a go. Have you got some in your garden, Lucy? I don't. I don't have any ranunculus in my garden. I mm. I don't know why. I've never even contemplated trying with a ranunculus. But, you know, inspired by all things floral, as we seem to trip through our podcasts with these floral little bits of uh, info, I think I might have a go with a ranunculus. Well, I've never, I've never well. grown them either. I've never grown them, but I just think, but should we give it a go? little floral let's deal there. Sure, let's, let's plant let's some. Let's give it a go. I think, you know, you and I, let's start now with our ranunculus and we can compare notes by um, by this time next year. Um, so moving on to the ranunculus meanings. And while a lot of flowers actually that we've been discussing have multiple meanings when it comes down to messages, the ranunculus seems to just settle on on one main meaning, actually. And that is charm. It seems It seems to symbolize charm and attractiveness across cultures and generations. Loving that one, Paulie. So um, in the Victorian language of flowers, the ranunculus flower usually was sent to the lady to say that you thought she was charming and attractive. Oh, Paulie, uh, if you get a ranunculus on your doorstep, you'll know someone somewhere thinks you're (laughs) and you're rather attractive. So that's a rather nice one, isn't it? I love that. I mean, they are charming. One thing I will say about them, you mm. sort of want them to smell, though. I mean, to, you know, having discussed the sweet peas and they're so scented, oh, yeah. you sort of look at them. And that's the first thing you do when you see a beautiful flower. You lean forward because you so yes, you know, note to Mr. Ranunculus, can you make them scented, please? <laughs> 
Or I suppose also, and that's a very good point. So if, if one was using them in an arrangement, then perhaps you'd have to marry them with some scented, lovely roses or some sweet peas or something yeah. to just give Quite it a nice little, with a, They provide of, the colour. Absolutely. And sort of an early spring, late spring performer mm. like hyacinths would be lovely with them. Oh, yes. Yes, that's good. And we could grow them so they were in tune and bloomed at the same time and then we could combine the two and have a scented something and a and a little splash of gorgeous color from the ranunculus but uh, the um the only thing about ranunculus is sometimes at a dinner party or at a party in floristry you don't want scented flowers while you're eating yes so they are good for that because they don't have that, that heavy scent that can put you off your yes you know, your, your manger you know excellent yes manger My so French. um and oh actually i've got one more little kind of one more little nugget of oh, um yes. ranunculus um legendariness ranunculation <laughs> ranunculation ranunculi ranuncular um see i do know my latin uh, according to persian legend a young persian prince who always wore green and gold became enamored with a beautiful water nymph mm. and sang to her night and day oh so lovely i love this i love this little story but according to one version the nymph became so tired of listening to the young prince sing oh. that she turned him into a ranunculus flower where he forever remained by the riverbank. Whoops. Oh, Go dear. On. Maybe his singing wasn't up to up to scratch. Dearie me. And that actually... I mean, does... There are worse things you could be... Mm. Sorry, no, there, there are, Yes, exactly. There are worse things you could be than in a ranunculus, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but that really links in, actually, to the uh, the the meaning of the ranunculus flower. And that is the combination of, of more Latin here, poorly for you, rana, um, meaning frog, and unculus meaning little. So that's strange how that links into that story. So it's like lots of little frogs. Mm. And they think yeah. that the um, the ranunculus flowers were were named that way because they used to grow along streams or little rivers, um, and they were as plentiful as frogs in spring. So like your Persian prince, Paulie, they ended up by the river forever. Oh. Lucy, I've just been kind of having a little reverie there. And mm. actually, if you think of buttercups, they often grow mm. along riverbanks, don't they? Mm. So they obviously like a bit of a moist area. Um, they do, another member of the same family. Yes, yes. yes. Well, I, oh, my gosh. Ranunculus, they are a dream. They really are. And um, do we think we're sort of edging towards the end of this lovely flowery episode, Lucy? I mean, it's it might be ready for goodbye. It just seems so sad. I've been enjoying it so much. But before we go, lovely listeners, Please do keep on tagging us, Fabulous Flowers TV, our Instagram, as we love, love, love seeing all your arrangements, flowery photographs and little flowery inspirations. So do ping them over to us. Yes, yes, absolutely, Paulie, because um, I know there are lots of people now on Instagram with us, which is fabulous. So please, please do also um, get in touch with any flowers you'd like us to investigate, look at, talk about. Uh, also, head over to our Fabulous Flowers TV YouTube channel, which is always filling up with loads more instructional and informational, joyous floral films from yourself, Paulie. Uh, me behind the camera, you in front of. Um, and just search Fabulous Flowers TV for our website and you will find links there and you'll be able to subscribe and join on Instagram and generally join the floral joyous fun that is Fabulous Flowers TV. But you're quite right, Paulie. Uh, time flies. Must get my rosé chilled for ce soir. And um, <laughs> for now, it's an incredibly fragrant sweet pea goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye.
and a florally induced goodbye from me too. Goodbye.